In today's show, we're looking ahead to Saturday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's talk games for Saturday. We are really getting in close to the end of the season here, just a bit over two weeks to go. Maybe one week left in your fantasy playoffs. Maybe there's two days left. Who knows? But let's talk about these games right now. The Pistons and the Hornets. First game up, Isaiah Stewart. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Ah, yeah, the flaming galah, Isaiah Stewart. The Pistons, remember this three-game week? I will worry. They're resting Mason Plumlee again. So he's going to play one out of the three. How many do you reckon Mason Plumlee plays out of the five games next week? One? Two? Maybe? Isaiah Stewart's an excellent pickup, and he's been dominating. Look, he's honestly playing probably better than Plumlee at at, uh, points in this, this little stretch of time anyway. So they should just be giving him these minutes regardless, and I've got nothing wrong with that. Well, Josh Jackson, weirdly, with everyone out last game, they limited Jackson's minutes. I don't know whether that will be something they do again, but that's why I want to watch, because he's been playing like 29, 30 a night, and then last game he played 19. So let's see what Jackson's playing time actually looks like here. For the Hornets, we might get the return of Malik Monk and LaMelo Ball. So obviously, I want to see how LaMelo Ball looks. I want to see what role they put him in. I think they'll bring him off the bench behind Devontae Graham and Terry Rozier. What sort of role is it? Is it 20 minutes, 28 minutes? I'm not sure. And what does it mean for Cody Martin, who's been playing at a really high level in place of Gordon Haywood, to be fair? So maybe he could continue to start there, but will his role be as prominent? Probably not. I think the Hornets will go to more of those three-guard lineups, especially if Malik Monk is healthy and ready to return as well. The Warriors and the Rockets, Kent Bazemore. He's providing some solid numbers. He's starting. Kelly Oubre is dealing with this wrist problem. We know Damian Lee is out. Bazemore can hit threes and get steals, and yeah, his minutes are impressive. While last game, Michael Mulder, yeah, it did help that Leon Ubre were out, but then he uh, outplayed Jordan Poole, and he can be a 20-team you know, league, but a three-point stream option, because that's what he can do. He can hit threes. For the Rockets, what can Cousin Kev do after his 50-11 and 11 performance in the last game? Let's see if he can back it up. It doesn't even have to be a good game. Let's just hope it's not a bad one, and he'd be, I think he can be pretty good in this game, but let's see what he's able to provide. We know that he's going to be starting, but DJ Wilson, whose minutes have been pretty okay. Now, it is hard to see how they're going to, what they're going to do with him and with, um, with Kenyon Martin Jr., uh, those guys sort of battling for minutes at the same position, but Wilson's had a couple of pretty solid games. He's at least someone to watch to see what his playing time looks like with Martin there, and especially with House and Brown and Gordon and Augustine and Waba all still out, and, and maybe Avery Bradley out as well. Um, there is still a uh, an opportunity for Wilson to get a decent run of things uh, in this matchup. Let's go on to the next one. We're looking at the Pacers in the Thunder. DeMontis Sabonis, Gogo Badadze, they're all questionable, as is Malcolm Brogdon. So what yeah, do we see DeMontis play? Because that has an impact on so many different things. Um, we know O'Shea Brissett has been playing a lot of center. Now, Jakar Sampson is out. So there's a situation where Sampson, Sabonis, Turner, and Badadze are all out in this game. So Brissett's going to play like 45 minutes at center. That's a real possibility. Or Sabonis and Goga both return, and Brissett plays in zero minutes at center. And plays still 30 at, at power forward, but 
you know, there's going to be a change there, I think. So how Sabonis looks if he plays and how those minutes shake out for Brissette is keen. Either way, I'm going to be keen to watch more to the point. No Lou Dort for the Thunder. No surprises. He rests on the back-to-back. Darius Baisley, he generally gets a bigger usage chunk when um, Dort is out. So let's see what Baisley can do. He's been, you know, okay. But he still has some issues with efficiency and some lack of peripherals. But the increase in usage should help. Well, Teo Maladon, really big performance from him in the last game for the Thunder. He had been losing playing time to Ty Jerome. Let's see if he can keep up the larger chunk of that pie in this game. Or if they go back to Jerome as the backup. Heat and Cavs, Jim Butler. He's playing at a really high level at the moment. Because he's my butler. Um, not hitting any threes, but he's doing a lot of stuff. Steals are high. Free throw percentage is great. Assists are really nice. So let's see if he can continue that. We'll also Goran Dragic, who um, I, I don't believe will play in both games of this back-to-back. Um, but yeah, how how he... Especially, well, let, let's, let's go back for a second. Because Tyler Hero is out. So there's going to be an increased role for Dragic. But does Dragic play in both games of the back-to-back against Charlotte and against Cleveland? Cleveland on, uh, on Saturday and uh, Charlotte on Sunday. Or do they limit his minutes so he plays in both of those games where we know that Hero is out? That's going to be something to watch. While for the Cavs, we know that the Discman Chetty Osman moved to the bench so that Colin Sexton could return. And then in that very game, Darius Garland went down. Now, at this point, I don't know whether Garlo is going to be available to play. But if he isn't, then Sexo would likely move across to point guard. And then Osman moves back into the starting lineup and probably plays 30-plus minutes. Kevin Love has been pretty poor. Um, 10 games on, I think, 10 games on Saturday, I think if you do need to get a roster spot and you're just desperate, with the way that Love is playing, I think he's probably a droppable player. Grizzlies in the Magic, Jaron Jackson should return for this one after sitting out on Friday due to rest. So how they use Jaron, what his minutes look like, does he start at all? That's going to be some pretty key questions, I think, here for the Grizzlies. And then what does that mean for Kyle Anderson, who in the games that Jaron has played has seen his minutes drop off and his production fall off as well. So let's see how that all looks. We also don't know whether Grayson Allen's going to play well. Fuller Orlando, Mo Bumba really stepping up at the moment. One, two, three, four, five. And as I've said a million times, he doesn't need 30 minutes. If he gets 24, he's a must-roster player. I'd have to imagine that Wendell is still dealing with the after effects of those ankle injuries, and they're just going to split these minutes here. So that makes Bumber a must-roster 12-team league player. And uh, yeah, some solid stuff from him. While Mo Wagner, just going with all the Mo's. Mo Wagner started at Powerford with Chumura Kikia. He actually put up some okay numbers. Could that be a stream option? Maybe, if it wasn't a 10-game day. But let's just watch to see what Wagner's minutes look like here. The Pelicans and the Wolves, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, Shithouse last game, but can he improve on that? Probably not. Is he worth looking at? Probably not. But they still persist with starting him. While Steven Adams is going to be out, so let's watch Bill Hernan Gomez, who's going to start, who's probably going to put up a double-double, maybe with a block and some pretty good percentages. Well, for the Wolves, I'd written him off, ravishing with Rubio, and then he went bananas in the last game. Are we expecting that? Look, I'm not, but is he a 22-minute night, night guy or a 27-minute night? That's the difference between being rostered and not. And then the other Hernan Gomez, one show, has been playing at a high, <clears throat> a high level, especially for him. Of late. That's cutting a little bit into what Jaden McDaniels does. It's really cutting into what Josh Okogie is doing. And in deeper leagues, Hernan Gomez is back on the radar, I think. The Bulls and the Hawks, Kobe White. Um, Again, no Zach Levine. White can be frustrating with his shooting percentages for sure. But this is an opportunity for him again to get some volume, get some assists, get some scoring, and get some minutes. While Thad Young, it's just really hard to judge what Young's playing time is going to be. I feel like it's all over the shop. His production in low minutes is high. His production in high minutes is low. It's all over the shop. While for Atlanta, um, they got their absolute asses kicked. 
on Friday. And that meant that Clint Capella played just 17 minutes. Now, we know that Capella had an injury cloud coming into this game. So I've got Anyeka Okongwu down as the player I want to watch because there's a chance I think that Capella maybe isn't ready to go in this Monday against the, against the Bulls. Okongwu played 22 minutes on um, Friday. So there's a chance that he gets a start here. Well, Solomon Hill is just playing way too many minutes for a bloke by the name of Solomon Hill. 36 um, on Friday, 30 in the game before that, with unlikely to see um, DeAndre Hunter or unlikely to see um, Kevin Herter would be my guess. They're, you're going to get minutes again appearing for Solomon Hill. Whether he does anything with him remains to be seen, but there is going to be that opportunity there. The Wizards and the Mavs, of course, as I said it the other day, I go... Alex Lenz played well for two games. He's played 20-plus minutes. Scott Brooks says how good he's been, how awesome he's been. And then the pattern with that is that when Brooks says it, he goes and limits the player and plays someone else over him. And that is literally exactly what happened in the game on Friday. He told us how well, man, if we, we don't win if it's not for Alex Lenz. He's been dominating. And he was putting up big numbers. So then in this game, it's Dan Gafford that plays 23 minutes. If you can work this out, Please let me know the formula because Scott Brooks doesn't know his eyes from his arsehole. Like he is all over the shop in terms of, now that, to be fair, they won, but in terms of that consistency with the rotation, it's not there from our purposes. Davis Bertans is trending down in a, in a pretty strong hurry. Uh, I don't think he's a must roster guy, but let's see if we can get some of those minutes back. Well, for the Mavs, does Trey Burke play? Not because he's injured, but just because if the team's healthy, does he actually play? We know that Doncic and Finney Smith are likely to return, but uh, Chris Stapps is questionable. So where does Burke, Hardaway, Brunson, Doncic, um, uh, Richardson, how do you get all those guards minutes? That's the really tough thing. And Burke has played well at times, but I think he could be on the outer. Well, Timmy Hardaway played well last game, but we do not expect that perfection. Uh, that's not the right word. Production from Hardaway most nights. The Nuggets and the Clippers, Aaron Gordon, he's a droppable player and has been for weeks. But let's see, can he, can he actually do anything? I'm just going to keep torturing myself for this, just waiting. Can you do something, Aaron? And the answer to that is almost exclusively going to be a no, but maybe it's not, but it is. Maga Porter Jr., really, really riding high at the moment, shooting threes at an insane level, blocking shots, good free throws, rebounding. He is putting up insane numbers. Well, for the Clippers, we might be getting the fun guy back. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> so Kawhi Leonard might return. What does that mean for Terrence Mann and for Reggie Jackson, who has been, he will start. There's no Ibaka, there's no Beverly. Jackson will continue to start, but what does his usage look like with Kawhi back in the team? Last game of the night, the Raptors and the Jazz. Ken Birch, he'll continue to start. Continue to put up some pretty good numbers, I think, with Boucher uh, sidelines. So 30-plus coming for Birchie. And again, trying to figure out the Raptors, actually impossible. Fred Van Vliet, you know, I feel like shit. He sits, sits out Thursday, and then he's back for this one. But Kyle Lowry's resting. So they didn't rest the back-to-back -back at the start of the week. Van Vliet rests the non-back-to-back, -back, and now Lowry rests this one. I can't figure it out, but what I can figure out is that Malachi Flynn should be on a roster. While there's no um, Conley, no Mitchell for the Jazz, so Georgie Nyang, he should get another opportunity to put up some okay numbers. Not a must roster by any stretch, but someone to watch. And then Geordie Clarkson. Been a bit disappointed over the last three months with Clarkson, who started out the season on fire and has really, really dropped off. And even these opportunities without Mitchell and Conley, I wouldn't say he's grasped them fully with both hands. Let's look at the streamers now for category leagues. Bazemore and Bill Hernan Gomez. Nick Batum could be an option there. And Georgie Yang and Killian Hayes with Corey Joseph, another one of those Pistons who's resting. While for points leagues, Hernan Gomez, Bazemore, Josh Jackson, Isaiah Roby, and Cam Birch. Guys, that'll do it for us today. On Apple Podcasts, go follow us. Do the same on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, you can hit the thumbs up. You can hit the subscribe. You can hit the notification bell. And you can also leave a comment down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.